0: The Drive Show, with Peter Vlahos. Toolmark, your complete tool centre. Proudly WA-owned and operated for over 40 years. Yeah, good on you, Matt of Millenden. Thanks for tuning in uh, on SEN Drive with Peter Vlahos. Yes, uh, Brownie coached four clubs in the WAFL. East Perth, Claremont, South Tremantle, And the Perth Footy Club as well. I can't recall anyone else actually coaching for waffle clubs. Well, we've got him in the car. He's... Driving to see his daughter before he flies out uh, to Perth tomorrow. He's going to spend uh, a little time back home, and he's going to be involved with a very special set of people on Saturday—a reunion of significant uh, magnitude, fifty-year reunion uh, from the premiership team of 1972. Mal Brown joins us on Drive with Peter Vlahos. Mal, thanks for your time. My pleasure, Peter.
1: Um... A nice
0: cold Victoria on my way to WA. Yeah, no, looking forward to seeing you here. It's going to be a beautiful weekend. And uh, as we mentioned off air, it's a big weekend here in Perth. We've got Friday night, the Eagles doing battle with Essendon. And then on Sunday, the State of Origin, uh, Game 2 between New South Wales and Queensland. But you're coming over for what is going to be a great reunion, the 1972 WAFL Premier's Maurice Perth and you... And some of your old teammates will be celebrating that 50th anniversary on Saturday.
1: Yeah, it should be. Look, it'll be a little bit sad uh, with the passing of uh, of Eddie Pitter a little while ago and then Ken Dids earlier in the year. Um, it'll be a bit sad from that. And There's a couple of boys we can't get hold of. We've been looking for Peter Barr. If anyone knows where he is, I'd love to find out where he is because Peter played... 19 games that year and didn't play in the grand final. And uh, I think David Whittle, they tell us, is over in Scotland. So uh, um, we're just, other than that, we expect a pretty good roll-up. Oh,
0: it would be fantastic. And, of course, East Perth do play Claremont in the WAFL competition that afternoon. Tell us about that day, Brownie, because there had been a bit of a drought for East Perth. The last time they won a premiership was in 1959. Gee, they played in a few grand finals during the 60s but never got to a uh, premiership. 1972, that all changed.
1: Well, it was one of those things that we played in a lot of. I mean, the Malapal went from East Perth over to Perth and they won three in a row. Um, And we were just, and then West Perth knocked us off in in 69, I think, my first year as coach. Uh, And... uh, um it was just there was a wonderful uh, lot of East Perth around. If you look at Apple Farmer folks like that, then Bradley Smith down the track, Coach Steve Schumann, Ron Alexander. I mean there was a lot of East Perth players that went on to become uh, pretty influential in their in their footy careers. So but that year was a fantastic year. We uh, uh, we had a lot of help from a lot of good blokes. I think Laurie Elliott was a physetta. Um, Herb's brother, and his own right, a very, very good, uh, fantastic. uh, The players loved him. Used to be running down the back and picking them up and pushing them up the front. And then we had Chaddy, of course, that uh, didn't play because he got injured. And um, he kind of got injured when he started his career. And then he missed out on the grand final in 72. And uh, uh, I think East Perth won the seconds as well with uh, Bradley Smith was the coach. Um, he took over from Alistair McMillan, who was going to coach the side. And then he had to, I think he went to Hale School or something. And so it was a lot of changes, but the, it was a pretty good side. A lot of players played in different positions later in their careers. And uh, Clamont were favourites, of course. Uh, they would had a very, very successful year. And uh, we were lucky enough to knock them off on the grand final day. I think the scoring shots, we should have won by a bit more.
0: Yeah, when you look at it, uh, Brownie, you played then in the era of captain coaches. We know Graham Farmer went from East Perth to Geelong to West Perth and defeated his old uh, WAFL side in 69 and 71. He too was a captain coach. What was it like actually being the captain and the coach during that era when football was certainly very much alive? Well,
1: I I think being quite honest and being... uh, the thing to me was that at 24 or whatever, you kind of lost the spirit of all the rest of the team because you weren't able to go out and have a beer with them during the week and all that because your time was taken up in you know, coaching, selection, junior council work, socialising to support the club with their sponsors. So cut away really a bit of your young life, your youthful life, where all the, you know, Bradley Smith and Jimmy Haynes and all us Bulgari were all good mates. But that was most probably on reflection. Uh, And also, you didn't concentrate so much on playing well yourself as much as you tried to make sure the side won the game. And those things were pretty important, Um, but you... You know, if you're in a certain position in the game, you, you, you are more become more defensive or more instructive. Um, uh, so I think that it probably does take away a little bit from you as a player, but the excitement is the fact of being out there that you can also shift, shift others on yourself to uh, put them in or out of the play to try and uh, plug up holes because uh, in a season you're always going to have some sort of highs and lows in relation to individuals in your own form.
0: Yeah, it was interesting, actually. You talk about it may take away from your playing days, but when you were captain coach in 1969, you actually won the Sandover medal for the fairest and best player in the WAFL, so it didn't take away from you in that year.
1: Uh, I wasn't coaching in 69. I was under the great Jack Sheedy.
0: Ah, in um, 69. And, okay. And I coached in
1: 1970 to 72, um, but uh, I was pretty lucky. Uh, I, I was most probably one of the luckiest young lads in the, ever to play in West Australian football because I had uh, Austin Robertson Sr. as my coach at Scotch College and uh, he used to say, you've got to have guts, G-U-T said. Um, you three get over there in pairs and I'll win you the game at uh, three-quarter time if you're even with them. And uh, then... I used to sneak out of Scotch on a Sunday and go down and get picked up by Clive Lewington and play for Coburn. Wow. And uh, Clive used to take us out. and So I'm pretty lucky. I was most probably a very, very... And then to end up with Jack Sheedy. um, And I was also lucky enough to have uh, Kevin Murray as my first coach. And then I had Derek Chadwick, who was just an unbelievable support to me as an individual at 24... um, he challenge for the selection of sides. He'd really... Um, but he'd always end up saying, well, if you have given that much thought, whatever, I'll, I'll support it. But he, he really was very, very good and very important uh, to me in, in, in coaching. No,
0: nah, he was an outstanding uh, footballer, an outstanding cricketer, and it's just bizarre that... Chaddy, of course, played in many a grand final for East Perth, but was never a premiership player. Just was dogged with that sort of bad luck. And of course, I think he may have retired early in 1972. And of course, the team went on to win the premiership that year. But I believe he's been invited yeah. to the reunion.
1: He absolutely. He's got a kidney. I think he injured his kidney, if my memory's right, that year. I'm pretty sure. But you know, people underestimate Chadwick. Not just because he was a cricketer, a great, very good player. But when he used to go away and play state footy, they used to, he was an outstanding performer for WA, and they used to write up his heading and his critique in the budget or whatever it was. The records was pound for pound the best wingman in Australia, and it absolutely used to give Kenny Eustace from South Australia the willies. He, <laughs> <laughs> he hated saying that because he thought he was, <laughs> and uh, but Chaddy was an amazing player, and uh, was but we were very lucky. You know, in that year, as I said, Peter Barr played 19 games and get dropped, and we, yeah, I think Peter was replaced by Laurie McPherson from Swan Districts because Laurie, Laurie gave us a a bit of defence as well as midfield as well as forward capabilities, as did Peter, but it was just a different style of player.
0: In the reunion on Saturday, will that uh, certainly game when all the premiers of every uh, football competition came together at the end of the season and there was that sort of national premiers competition. And of course, uh, you go down in footy folklore in taking on the whole Carlton side who won the VFL Premiership that year. East Perth won, as we know, the WANFL Premiership and you played against them. And it's uh, people are still looking at the vision on YouTube, Brownie, when you took all the blue baggers on.
1: Oh, well, Campbell always says to me, "Did they ever catch me taking a mark or getting a kick?" That he, he never ever seen any of that. <laughs> but uh, but uh, it was quite it was quite uh, it, to quote the famous uh, Ling Wong Andrews of Stalag Victoria, Dan Andrews the Premier. At his uh, great inquiry,
0: I know nothing, I can't recall, I can't remember. <laughs> uh, very good. Brown. it's going to be a fantastic 1972. Before we talk about a couple of quickly uh, other matters, did you enjoy being a coach more than being a player? Because as you know, you coached East Perth as a captain coach, you coached at Perth. Claremont, you had some great success at South Fremantle, and as a player, you won the Sandover Medal, and you went to Richmond, where you probably didn't play as many games as would as you would have liked. Were you a better player or a better coach in your eyes?
1: Oh, mate, mate, I, it's it's very embarrassing. I think I can be accused of val the mouth and all those things, but i <laughs> really never, I've never really discussed my own my own career, really, because that's for others to judge. Um, I I think if you say to me, what satisfaction do you get? I think getting... I think the satisfaction... With South Fremantle, we should have won one more flag, and that was uh, a a cross against me. We didn't deserve to win in 79 when East Fremantle beat us, I think, three or four times for the year. But the thrill I got was most probably over the last few years seeing... uh, uh, Nicky Winmar, Brad Hardy um, and uh, Ken Hunter all get selected in the uh, you know Hall of Fame in mm. AFL 40 because mm. if you look at the greatest thrill you get is seeing young people that you've been lucky enough to have the opportunity to see play, uh, pick them out and see them go through the ranks to achieve great success and uh, uh, I get even today, I don't really barrack for Richmond or uh, Hawthorne because of Campbell. I look at young Gus Sheldrick, who I know they grand- their grandparents that plays for Sydney, or young Devon Robertson, who I went to, lived opposite in Dow, and his father, Billy Robertson. I get more enjoy watching those kids play than just being a fanatical club supporter, I suppose. Uh, I just like seeing the young players come through, and that so I suppose you'd have to say, <clears throat> uh, most probably coaching. Though I, I regret, I regret uh, 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 that when they played the grand final on the uh, 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 a normal Saturday, but they made uh, the preliminary final on the Sunday because at that stage no one knew how to get blokes off work. Uh, you couldn't ice them down. You couldn't have treatment on a Monday cause they were, and it was kind of very hard to get. Uh, All organise all that sort of thing or something new, but it's just become normal, everyday footy now in modern-day footy.
0: Yeah, and speaking about Campbell Brown, he's doing an outstanding job as a broadcaster on SEN as well. Uh, We're hearing quite regularly here in Western Australia. Mal, uh, just really fast-tracking it to the present, Uh, these days with phone cameras and whatever, you can't do anything cheeky otherwise, you get hauled over the coals and it goes viral on social media. I'm just wondering uh, what, if there were uh, phone cameras around in your day, just what the public may have seen.
1: Well, I think, I think the difference between today and those days was that uh, we didn't publicise where we went. Um, if you got drunk, I carried you home. Next time, if I got drunk, you carried me home. Maybe your teammates didn't know that. Hear the gossip around the thing. It was far more private, uh, and we didn't let everybody know where we were traveling and what we were doing. And um, I think nowadays the worst part is that a lot of these releases come out from their so-called friends or people that want to use it to market themselves and be big time uh, to prove what they've what they've achieved. And uh, I mean, it doesn't matter what. Nowadays, the phone and the internet and TikTok and splutter and flutter and all these things, uh, I mean, it's just ruined everyone's uh, privacy. And uh, um, I feel very sad for the players today because you you get into trouble for things that are irrelevant and down the track, two or five or ten years later, it comes out that uh, the things didn't happen the way they said. And uh, Degowie, obviously, look, In our day, you'd have most probably got him after the second time and given him a bloody good belting uh, and told him to grow up. But what he did was silly, going away. People say, well, he's on 800,000 and he shouldn't be allowed to go by the club. But, I mean, I I hate Dan Andrews because he's taken the freedom away. Everything in Victoria was taken away. You can only drive five kilometres. You can only drive ten kilometres. You've got to be in bed by nine o'clock we were brought up in an era where we got up and we were allowed to do what we wanted to do. If you want to go for a run, you want to go to the beach. And I think we're just making it so hard for these young people now. And the other thing is, your dad and me most probably forget some of the things we did that we stuffed up Mm. that we can't remember and they can't remember. But nowadays, all of a sudden, it's on the front page of the paper. Um, So it is very hard. It's very, very hard today. I'm lucky, I think I was lucky to live in a wonderful era of football, a wonderful era of West Australia, and it's just so bad now that Australia is divided into six or seven different countries that are all promoting and marketing their own abilities.
0: Brownie, I'm really looking forward to seeing you on Saturday. I know you've lived in Melbourne and Victoria for many, many years. but I think I'm a West Yeah, I think deep down inside, you mentioned Darren in the conversation, uh, the Robertsons. You're going to come over here for a few weeks. Uh, You still feel very connected over here and you enjoy coming back, don't you?
1: Oh, mate, I was like a
0: drug addict. I used to have to come back about three or four times a year. Uh, Brownie, uh, we look forward to seeing you. All your mates are going to be there on Saturday. It's going to be a heck of an afternoon, and uh, I know you've put a lot of work and time and effort into organising this 50-year anniversary of the 1972 East Perth Premiership site. Drive safely, to your daughters. That's where we've got you, and we'll see you in Perth at the weekend.
1: Thanks, Peter. Enjoy.